Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Yes, my dear friend, how wonderful that you are listening today again to this broadcast. And we are on part four of the story of Nehemiah. And I encourage you to listen to the other parts because I believe they hold very important keys for you to be an overcomer and to bring a change and to have victory in your life. Not just your life, but very specifically in your relationship with God that has maybe been broken down or your relationship with your partner, your wife, your husband, your relationship in your family with your children, your relationship in the church, or maybe your ministry in the church. Yes, especially also to those who are ministers. I want to tell you these stories that are written in the Bible, and especially also this story of Nehemiah that I have been speaking about. It is for us as ministers, because we find so many keys and answers in this story that we can move forward and not give up, but that we will have victory in our personal life, but also in our ministry life. In the last part, we were talking about the strategies of the enemy, and we have read some verses out of Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1 to 6, and there we find these uh, different ways that the enemy attacks us. He comes and he ridicules us. He comes and he intimidates us. He comes and discourages us. And then he comes and puts fear upon us. And I didn't have too much time in my last broadcast to talk about that very important subject of fear, because we see so much fear today. Just think of the story of David and Goliath, that it says all of the Israelites had fear upon them from the king To the least of the people, they all were gripped by fear because of that great giant Goliath with his ugly mouth who was ridiculing them, intimidating them, discouraging them, and putting fear upon them. In that story of David and Goliath, you can see the same tactics of the enemy, but not only in that story. My friend, if you will go through history, through the Bible stories, you will see every time these tactics that the enemy uses, and he uses them even today. He uses these tactics, these strategies. He wants to bring us to the point where we just sit down in the midst of all the rubble and the rubbish and accept that our relationship with God is broken down, our marriage is broken down, our family is broken down, our church is broken down, Yes, our society is broken down, and that's just how it is. The enemy is too strong, and he's too mighty, and the work is too great and too difficult. And who are we that we could bring a change in this? And he wants to bring us to the point where we accept it all and leave it as is. And if that is our attitude and the attitude of our heart, oh, the devil has a good partner in you, and he will leave you alone. But my friend, this is not the will of God. This is not the word of God or the purpose that God has given for his children and for his glorious church. My dear friend, he wants us to rise up. We are maybe moving through this season. We are going from past victories to future victories, but we will not sit down and lay down and give up 
here in the midst of the rubble and the rubbish and live on this junkyard until we die and bring our children to set up their camp here and live here and die and the grandchildren to live here and die. No, sorry, we will not do this in the name of Jesus. We will rise up. We will rebuild the wall. The gates will be restored. The city will flourish and blossom again. The enemy will be put ashamed and they will leave us alone because they will see that the work is done through the help of our God and victory will come and changes will come and there will be a glorious church filled with glorious families, with glorious ministers who have went through all the times of trials and testings and problems and difficulties. Yes, maybe even times of oppression of the enemy, but through the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah, my friend. Through the mighty hand of God, we will be more than victorious and things will change for the good because God is not dead. He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And as last part, I was talking about that fear. Well, you know, that is a mighty weapon of the enemy to put fear upon us. Oh, fear can grip us. And I tell you, when fear grips you, you lose strength in all your muscles. Oh, I tell you, you cannot even keep standing. Sometimes you will drop everything that is in your hand. You will drop your sword. You will drop your shield and you will just collapse or you will turn around and run away and uh, you will do crazy, foolish things if fear grips your heart, grips your mind. Oh, when fear grips your mind, there will come the strangest of thoughts and ideas, things that you know are such a lie and so untrue, but yet they will become like a great obstacle and giant that just holds you captive. Oh, don't let fear hold you captive. Don't let fear hold the church captive or your marriage or family captive. But that fear must be subdued in the name of Jesus. That fear must be subdued by the promises of God, by the word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we should not stay in that attitude of fear, in that bondage of fear. Jesus came that that fear may be broken. He had victory over all the forces of the enemy, all the powers of the enemy, and every thought that comes against him must be made captive and brought into captivity of the word of God. Don't let those thoughts of fear run freely through your mind and through your heart. But my dear friend, through the word of God and the helping of the Holy Spirit, bring all those thoughts in captivity and subdue them in Jesus' name and let them be a captive. Oh, they must be captive because, you know, else they will run through your mind and your heart and they will bring you no good but they will tear down the wall of the Lord and the wall of strength in your life. But that is not what God has purposed and planned for you. No, the word of God is stronger than every attack of fear. So Nehemiah, what did he do against this attack of fear? Well, you know, he spoke to the people and he encouraged them. Oh, when fear grips you or grips your church or your family, you must speak against it. Speak against it and don't just speak against it out of your own thoughts, your own mind, or maybe some positive thinking of this world, but speak with the word of the Lord. You know, Nehemiah, he spoke 
out of the word of the Lord, out of the past victories that God gave and out of the purpose and plans that God had with them. And he said, don't look upon the greatness of your enemy, but look upon the greatness and the almightiness of God. He has given us a task to rebuild the walls. He has given us a task to come up for his honor. He has given us a task to move forward and to restore these walls, and he will fight for us. The battle is the Lord's, hallelujah. He will help us, and he will make us to accomplish this work and to have victory. You know, I like that verse so much. And let me already move a little bit forward in the story. I don't want to keep this for last, but I already want to give this verse to you. In Nehemiah 6, verse 15 and 16, it says, And so the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elul in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard about it, and all the Gentile nations around us saw it, they lost their confidence, for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. What a mighty verse, and what a promise for you and me today. It says here, when the enemy saw that the work had been finished against all odds, you know, in the beginning, the enemy comes and They ridicule. Look at those stones that are broken down. They are even burnt. What do you expect from those stones? And you know, when I think of those stones, I think of people. And I think of you and me. I think of those people in the church. Oh, you know, the Apostle Paul, when he speaks to the great church, he says, look to you who you are now. But think of who you were when you came in. You were not the wealthy one, the influential one. You were not the rich ones, but look who you are now, who you have become through the power of the gospel, through the working of salvation in your life. Now you are the influential ones. Now you are the ones who are rich in him. Oh, hallelujah for those stories and for these verses. You know, when I think of these stones broken down and burnt, yes, that was their state after the enemy had done his work upon them. But look to it now. It is a mighty strong wall. All that keeps away every attack of the enemy. That puts the enemy ashamed. And that even prevents the enemy from coming against the children of God. Oh, hallelujah. You are one of those stones, my friend. Maybe you have been broken down. Maybe you have come through the fire. But through the working of the Lord in your life, through the power of the gospel, through the power of salvation, through the power of the blood of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling. Oh, there is a change in your life. And now you are one of those living stones in the wall, in the temple that has been built in the Spirit. How wonderful it is. And it says, when they saw this work, they knew, they were convinced, they understood that this was not just the work of man. Man could not have accomplished this, but this was the working of the Lord. Hallelujah. And because it was the working of the Lord, they were put ashamed because they had ridiculed the God of Israel. They had ridiculed the Jews, but not just the Jews. They had ridiculed the God of the Jews. And you know, so many times 
The enemy ridicules us and we take it so personally. That's why we come and defend ourselves and we want to justify ourselves. But you know, the enemy is not ridiculing you. He is ridiculing our God, your God. And you know, that's why God fights for us. And that's what happened here. God helped them and he restored the wall through those willing vessels, through those willing people like Nehemiah. And when the Lord was able to do that wondrous work through them with miracles, I tell you, the enemy was put ashamed. You know, there is another important verse I want to give to you out of chapter 4, and it is verse 14. I just want to give this to you, and, and I want to ask you to pray about this verse, what it could mean in your life. But it says here, when I saw their fear, this is Nehemiah, when he saw the fear of the people, it says, I stood and I said to the nobles and officials, and the rest of the people, I said, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and with courage from him, fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and for your homes. This is such a powerful verse, but it is such an important verse for you today, my friend. If you give up the battle, if you will just accept the situation of your life, of your relationship, of your family, of your church, of the ministry as is, that's how it will be. But you know, God wants to raise you up. And so he's encouraging you and telling you, fight, fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, for your daughters, fight for your wives and fight for your homes. It's time to get up and fight. Oh, I'm not saying go to the armor store and, 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 and buy a sword or buy a, a gun and start shooting or doing all these crazy things. No, you must pray and let the Lord lead you how you can rise up to rebuild that wall, to rebuild that relationship. First of all, you need to rebuild that relationship with God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit if that has been broken down. And then you need to rebuild that relationship in your marriage and with your children and your family. And then you need to rebuild that relationship with your church. And you need to rebuild that ministry that you had. You need to give yourself again. Rebuilding many times has to do with giving yourselves again to God, giving yourselves again to the ministry, to the calling, to the purpose that he has for your life, giving yourselves again to your wife, to your husband, to your family with new dedication, with a renewed heart, with a heart that has been broken and been filled with the love of the Almighty One and the peace of the Lord flowing through you, but giving yourself once again. Oh, what a battle that can be to give ourselves to the call and the purpose God has for our life. Because so many times we are so preoccupied with so many things of ourselves. So many times we feel so justified and we feel the other party must ask forgiveness. The pastor needs to call and ask me for forgiveness. The church needs to change. My partner needs to change. This is the reason. That is the reason. And, you know, you could be so right and yet you can be so wrong because it is withholding you to give yourself again to the purpose and the life God has for you. And that's why the wall 
is not being rebuilt. That's why the ministry is still broken down, why your marriage is still such a failure. And the Lord wants to make it a success. But you need to overcome these obstacles and you need to give yourself. Oh, there can be fear there. But what if I do that and my heart gets broken again? Oh, what if I do it, but I get disappointed again? You know, I can understand this, my friend. I truly can understand this, that because of disappointment and because of hurts and because of all kinds of things in the past, you have built such a great wall around yourselves to protect yourself. But because of that, the great walls and the great church and the great marriage and the great institution of your family and marriage and the ministry is broken down. Oh, let the Lord break down that wall around yourself and give yourself completely and wholly to him once again and start rebuilding the work and rebuilding the relationship and rebuilding the family and the ministry. You know, it says here, fight for it. Oh, my friend, fight for what you know is valuable. It's so much more valuable, your marriage, your family, your ministry, your relationship with God. It's so much more valuable than the things of this world. And it says here, when I saw that they were afraid, I stood and I spoke to them and I said, don't be afraid, but fight for it. Oh, I think this is a mighty word for you today. Don't you agree with this? Well, you know, I just want to finish to repeat this one verse one more time. It says, and so the wall was finished on the 25th day. And when all our enemies heard about it, and all the nations around us saw it, they lost their confidence, for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. My dear friend, God is on your side when you are on his side, and he will help you, and it will be through his mighty hand that the wall will be rebuilt, that all those things will be rebuilt, that the rubbish will be moved away, and your house will be restored and blessing will flow again. The laughter of children will be heard again. Peace will flow again. I want to say a word of prayer for you. Oh, listen to the word of Nehemiah. Listen to what God is speaking through his life to you, and believe that God is able to do the same for you today. Oh, Heavenly Father, I come to you, first of all, with ministers who are listening to this broadcast And they have been working so hard, but the wall has been broken down. Maybe the church has split. Maybe so many things have disappointed them. Maybe the work is so much and the laborers are so few and their strength is so small. But today, Lord, let their heart be strengthened. Give them a heart who is so eager to work and to do the work, not through their own excitement, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, you see the broken-down families in society today. You see society broken down and all the idol worship around us. But, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, as your children will rise up and will rebuild their relationship with you, as they will give themselves to you again wholly and completely, as they will go and do the work to restore the wall and to reestablish the gates, Lord. Lord, I know you will work with us with signs, miracles, and wonders. You will supply, Lord. The enemy will be kept at bay, Lord. And you will make us to accomplish the work in record time, Lord. You will give us supernatural growth, Lord. 
and a supernatural blessing upon the work. Lord, I thank you today. You will encourage your people. Fear will fall from their hearts and their minds to the ground, Lord. They will rise up in new strength and in new courage, Lord, and in new power. Lord, you will bless them and strengthen their hands and their arms, Lord. Give them the strategy that is necessary for them to overcome the work of the enemy and bless them, Heavenly Father. Bless them in the mighty, victorious name of Jesus, your Son, who accomplished it all upon Calvary's cross. Thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 